You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Summer movie season is in full swing. Uh, Taylor, you and I got to check out some movies that we haven't quite gotten to yet that had been getting some really good buzz. So we thought, hey, we'll finally see these movies. And I would love for that to be what we can talk about today, where we just review a couple movies, talk about Ezra Miller, and then continue on with our lives. But we can't do that. And we're not going to do that today because the Joker has taken over the universe and we have to talk about this. Um, I didn't read through fan questions. As fans know, I often don't read through them until either during the show or sometimes before. I had a few minutes, so I decided to read through three questions that all came from Josh that were mainly about this news around the Joker movie. And it got me so mad that I fired said up. to you, Taylor, I got, I'm fired so up. fired up. I said, Taylor, throw away the episode. <laughs> Whatever you got planned. We got papers here. Okay, crumple these papers up. Okay, we're going to crumple the paper up. We're going to throw it away. The cat's going to play with the extra paper, and that's the end of that. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about this Joker news. This sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Taylor, and I'm so fired up about it. You're angry. I just wanted to talk about Top Gun Maverick. And say, I was wrong. It was a pretty good movie. And talk about all the different things that was decent about it. But we can't do that. We have to talk about this news. So, Taylor, do you have the news of the Joker in front of you? Do you know, do you have a headline or something? I don't have a headline in front of me, but I can tell you what the headlines are. Okay. Jo- <laughs> uh, Josh Josh sent some headlines. Okay. Read the um, read Josh's headlines. Okay, so so he he originally sent a fan question that said, and I quote, this is his fan question. Uh hey Mike, are you gonna talk about the Joker at least one more time? I've heard rumors floating around that online that the Joker sequel will have Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn and could be a musical. Then he followed up with a second email to say, uh, further to my email about the Joker, I found multiple sources all confirming that the Joker 2 will be a musical. Here's a link to The Hollywood Reporter. And the headline to The Hollywood Reporter is Joker 2, Lady Gaga in early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips in a musical sequel. Not a great plan. Yeah, I would say it's more than rumor because... So this news broke, I'm pretty sure, Tuesday. So if memory serves, Mike, we did talk about the Joker movie last week. Like, it was in Not a Great Plan. I think I shared that, like, the the sequel has been confirmed. Joaquin Phoenix is still attached. How is this going to factor into the existing Batman universe? Will it? So I thought that in itself was a pretty big headline. Well... In comes Tuesday, a day after we record and the day that our episode airs. And my headline becomes old news so fast. And um, at first I read it and I thought, oh, that must be like you read it and you almost think it's like a prank. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound real. It doesn't sound real. Like Mad Libs. It sounds like a parody. 
like yeah. a Mad Libs. Um, and then so like what I first saw was that Lady Gaga was in early talks. And I thought, okay, like, and for Harley Quinn. So I'm like, okay, like kind of weird. Again, not the route that I thought they were going to take plot point wise. Like I was really hoping it was going to be uh, like quote unquote two jokers. I had seen a fan's hope that it would be Harley Quinn. I don't think that's the right way to do this plot, but whatever. So I'm like, okay, already I'm like, uh, Lady Gaga? Like, I don't know. Then I see the headlines about it being a musical. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely fake. Like, this is just like, oh, it's in talks because Lady Gaga can sing or whatever. And then over, I think, Tuesday evening and into Wednesday, more and more of these headlines are coming out that Lady Gaga is like a front runner. It's not just even like speculation. Like she, there, she's in talks. And then that, yeah, that it's going to be a musical. Can Joaquin Phoenix sing? That was going to be my question. Can, can Joaquin Phoenix sing? That's question number one. Actually, it's not even question number one. Because frankly, how, how does that make any sense whatsoever so so basically they're saying the second movie in this the same character continuing along his storyline is going to drastically change tones right like choosing a music i don't know like yeah like a sweeney todd type I, but, but even then but even then like even sweeney todd is is whimsical yes tim burton i think played into more of the kind of dark side of that when he did the movie but if you see Sweeney Todd on stage it's more whimsical like early Tim Burton you know what I mean like that's why right, Tim Burton yeah. actually was a was a good choice to do Sweeney Todd but for some reason it became really weird like it, it became super dark and like didn't like his whimsy works so perfectly for Sweeney Todd like it's just, again it was just because people who produce movies don't understand musicals like there's like a whimsy to them in a certain capacity especially a Sondheim show so yes you could so that's the way to do it right the way you're exactly your instincts are right Taylor you're, you're hitting the thing on the head that fires me up again because you're right just hire me Hollywood <laughs> yeah like you're correct if you had said to me oh I'm going I'm gonna produce uh a a Joker movie I'm gonna try to make it as much like Sweeney Todd as possible I'd be like okay you understand than what the Joker was and what that movie was. And you understand musical theater because you're pairing two things together that make a lot of sense. But Taylor, they're not going to do that. They're going to make a, a stupid musical that's terrible because it's going to be on film and there's never a good movie musical. And it's not going to make any sense because the tone of the first movie, that like very 70s, like, uh, what was it? Um, taxi Driver. <sighs> taxi Driver. Yes, <laughs> that kind of like tone to it does not translate at all to a musical so like what are they doing like what how many times has a series of movies produced one movie and then the second movie they completely shifted tones to something different like how many times did you go see like the first lord of the rings movie and then thought the two towers was about two towers that fall in love with each other like were you thinking it's a romantic comedy like is that what you thought the next movie would be no you thought it would be more line in the same tone because it's the same universe but a continuation of the story so this just doesn't make any sense what are you gonna do i don't know so in i'm gonna circle back to my original plot point about like why harley quinn so at the end of the first movie 
he ends up in Arkham Asylum or like their version of their Arkham. version of it yeah because right? he gets dragged like, away in the car right like yeah. that's the last scene and i or i think even the post credits he's like talking to a social worker like i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like he's in like in the asylum um if memory serves so i'm like okay in batman lore canon harley quinn was a psychologist working at arkham and they fall in love in her like that capacity so I'm like, and okay, like they put on a musical like you know when you're in a but, hospital and the patients put on a musical is that what they're doing i mean yeah that wouldn't be a bad idea one um one fan theory i saw was well first of all the internet's very divided about this um yeah, you some, don't say <laughs> <laughs> some people are like um that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, similar to Mike's opinion, obviously. And then other people are like, well, I wasn't interested in this movie at all. And now that it's a musical, I have to see it. Oh, like, that's how, people, Taylor. No, that's people falling for it. How insane, <laughs> like how insane is the, this idea? But one fan, um, one fan theory is that there was a lot of song and dance in the first one. So like Joaquin Phoenix wasn't singing per se, but like he danced a lot in that movie and there was like a lot of self-expression through dance. So uh-huh. one person is suggesting that, um, you know, the musical numbers will be like his delusions. Right. Like he's not act. That's like, you know, like it's in his, it's all in his mind or right. whatever. Um, so again, I'm like, okay, from like a plot point of view, yeah, that works. But the only problem is like, like you said, Mike, like that's a completely different movie than the yes. first movie. And even again, even if like no matter how you like write the songs in. So whether it's it's his delusions, whether it's Arkham Asylum's putting on a musical, which actually like would be a really great movie in a different universe. <laughs> I just like it just doesn't. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Like. I'll, I'll see, I'm in the boat where I'm like, this is so bananas. Like I have to check it out. But like, also back, like backing up a little bit, you know, everyone knows Joaquin Phoenix is one of my favorite actors. I think he's amazing. Personally, I think he can do no wrong. I will see this movie just because Joaquin is being the Joker again. Controversial question, Mike, is Lady Gaga a good enough actress to play opposite Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Well, like, do you think her Harley Quinn could keep up? Like, yeah, that's that's my question. That's a good question. If they're gonna go camp, if they're gonna go camp, if there's good, if they're gonna go American mm-hmm. Horror Story, um, yeah. uh, the House of Gucci, um, then yes, again, that casting makes sense. It makes sense yes. in the context of a musical, Lady Gaga being Harley yes. Quinn in that context. But Joaquin Phoenix was not acting that way in the first movie. Yeah, I guess he gave a great performance. <laughs> I guess that's exactly my answer because the thing about her is that I think the best performances that Lady Gaga has given has been in the like the House of Gucci, American Horror Story, where she is uh, sort of a, almost larger than life in the character, and it works in that yeah. way. You can almost overperform and really like quote unquote like act which i think is her style because she's, the I don't think she's a natural yeah she's not a natural actor but i do think she, everything i've seen her in she she's never been the problem 
So she's like she's not a natural actor, but she is a natural performer. One hundred percent, yeah. So <laughs> the musical numbers for her, I wouldn't even be concerned about whatsoever. But when you say acting opposite Joaquin Phoenix, I think you just gave the answer. And it's the same answer I'm going to give to anything about this. It just doesn't fit with the way he's doing it. So no, she like it's going to be weird because if she is a does a musical theater performance of Harley Quinn, I bet you like she like knocks it out of the park. But opposite Joaquin Phoenix with how he played the Joker in the first movie? No. Because that doesn't make... It just doesn't make any sense. It's part of the reason why musical theater movies often fail so horribly. is because not everyone seems to understand what they're in. A musical is very, very, very different... Than, than a movie, which we understand, have talked about on the show before. But the number one thing about a musical that makes a musical a musical isn't just the musical numbers. It's when the musical numbers happen. So the idea of a, mu- a musical came out of the fact that people were getting, and always have gotten bored, just watching people talk on stage. So they wanted to have different things happen. And this goes all the way back to like, you know, Shakespearean time where a character will talk and there's dialogue and then the character would step off to the side and tell you his innermost thoughts. And a musical, instead of giving a monologue and just speaking to the audience for 20 minutes about your own thoughts, you would sing about it. So the thought thing makes sense. And the way you're presenting it makes sense. They're not going to do it the way you're laying out but again it just doesn't match with the first movie that was very 70s very like not like film noir but had that kind gritty. of like dirty rustic yeah gritty. gritty is a good name gritty feel to it that has never worked for a musical on film because it tonally you don't generally start singing in those moments and it does not work and the times they've tried to do it, like Into the Woods, piece of garbage. Sweeney Todd, piece of garbage. Stage shows, excellent. Because there's a whimsy that people just forget about. They're like, no, 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 it's got to be gritty. It's got to be dark. It's got to be real because that's what a movie is. You can't have too much whimsy in it. Right. The Yet, suspension of disbelief. Like when you're seeing something yes. on stage, it's like, you know, it's not real life because it's on stage. So anything goes. Whereas mm-hmm. like the first movie was like hyper realistic i would say i would i would argue it's not even it's not even like a superhero movie it's literally no no it would i would describe it more as a drama which happens to have the joker as the main character in it so you're basically going to take taxi driver or the godfather and then do number two as a musical do you like that's tonally that's what it feels like it's so weird I don't, I think I've said this on the show before. I don't really buy into conspiracy theories. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But could this just be like a marketing ploy to like Do generate think, early buzz? Okay, Taylor, you're, you're, you're hitting on a point that I was going to bring up to see what you thought of this. Do you think they're just wrong? Like, do you think that it's going to be um, like they're saying it's a musical? But like, for example, the ways A Star is Born is it is right. it not a musical yeah. at all? Because Star is Born is not a musical. So anyone who saw a star, like that's the confusion. Like the difference between musicals is like the most recent ones were A Star is Born, and I don't know what the last actual musical was that uh, that was. Oh, the Rocket Man, I guess. Right. right. So so the, the the difference between Rocket Man and and A Star is Born or Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody is Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born are not musicals. 
there are movies that have a musical element in it. They're about musicians who are going to perform their music at some point during the movie. That's not a musical. Rocket Man is a musical. You're singing about your thoughts and characters are singing in different moments. And the song progresses right? the plot. The right? progresses like the telling, plot forward. Exactly. Plot. That well, is a musical. So do you think they're just wrong? Do you think it is going to be, okay, they're two in the asylum and there's like musical performances that are in the asylum, but it's all kind of part of just being like, in this insane asylum. Like Harley Quinn is doing music therapy. Well, so, the no, but that's what I'm thinking. Cause <laughs> often you see that like in Arkham, Arkham's like for the worst of the worst, but it, yeah. often you see portrayed in many different movies where they're like, it's set in an asylum or whatever. They will get the patients together to do like a talent show or something. And is it, is the plot going to be, there's a talent show being put on an Arkham by Harley Quinn and the Joker. Cause they're crazy. And it kind of goes awry or there's different things. Like, is that going to be more what it is? Not an actual musical. Because that makes more sense to me than than the convention of like musical theater. Yeah, no, I would buy that again. And like it's uh, the songs are self-contained to the performance. Right. So like, you know, the the Joker version of the penguin gets up and does his tap routine. And then, you know, there's plot points or whatever outside of the dance routine. And something, um, something I want to bring up, Taylor, because I know our fans are going to write in about this. And the next two weeks, we're talking about Stranger Things, so we're not going to talk about this. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did sing in Walk the Line, where he played oh, Johnny. Oh, right. King. Right. So I just looked that up because I, I Googled, can Joaquin Phoenix sing? And all it is is YouTube videos of him in Walk the Line. I completely so forgot. He played so, Johnny Cash. Now, I, I, I don't know if that was good. Like, I don't know. It came out in 2005. I don't even know if I've ever seen Walk the Line, actually. It's a good movie. So I don't movie. know if it was good. Yeah. It's but a good can, movie. Do you remember him singing? I, now that you were, yeah, him and Reese Witherspoon did all their own yeah, singing. Yeah, he must. He must have sung, right, to play Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not making that up. Yeah, he must No, he did. Um, but, like, country western music is, like, a very specific genre. So, again, <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, the thing. I don't even know what type of music they're talking about. Because, again, if it's musical theater music, that's, like, sort of like traditional musical theater music that my biggest pet peeve my biggest pet peeve (laughs) when they have musical theater songs and they get regular pop stars to sing which would be up of neither of their alleys frankly as far as I'm concerned I don't 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 know know, is it going to be more lyrical like is it going to be Sweeney Todd like lyrical is it going to be an operetta is it going to be like Jesus Christ Superstar where it's sung all the way through like there's all those are questions that I have yeah. Well, okay, here's another twist or evidence <laughs> point. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix has been photographed smoking a cigar with a full script. But musicals have like playbooks, do they not? Like a Most musicals, yeah, would have like you'd have the book that would be similar. Like it would be a script, but it would be inter like it would have within it the music and the lyrics and stuff okay so internet sleuths take a look at that photo try to tell us is that though some sometimes i mean let's sleuth it right now because sometimes you're not sent everything right you would just sent your part yeah yeah you're sent for secrecy or you're sent portions for edits or things like because walking phoenix i imagine is getting like everything like he he'd be they, they would let him make edits and suggestions. Like he's a big enough star that I'm sure he has some say in this. So maybe they're sending him updates 
or things that are like it could not be the full script is what i'm kind of saying like it might joaquin, not be everything joaquin's wild enough he's a wild enough guy that he could have been the one to suggest it being a musical <laughs> see again that would make more sense to me. like is he, is only... he a producer on this like is oh he, i have no i'm i'm not sure but i could see I him saying I, i'll only come back if it's a musical. if it's a musical <laughs> <laughs> And then because it's Joaquin Phoenix, they would be like, we have to do this. Like we have no choice. He's basically forcing us into it because if he tells us to do that, we have to do it. That's like actually funny. Funny. You say that Taylor. So before the last uh, Thor movie, Chris Hemsworth was hesitant to do it. Like he hasn't been having fun playing a Thor movie, but then they hired Taika Waititi who directed what they, what we do in the shadows. Um, And Taika Waititi told him, oh, I'm going to make it a straight up comedy. Like it's going to be our first yep. superhero, but comedy movie. And Chris Hemsworth was like, okay, I'm in. Like, because it's, and he came back to do a fourth one because Taika Waititi came back to bring the same like level of comedy to it. So he was basically like, I'm not going to do this character unless we make it a comedy and unless it's this guy. So I that know is possible. Mike, I know we're focusing on um, the Joker, but we're going you, all over the place. Taylor. But, uh, <laughs> Taika Waititi, oh, I'm going to butcher Taika Waititi? Yeah. yeah. He, he's got the Star Wars fans mad because he's doing a Star Wars movie and everyone's like, he's too funny. He's going to ruin the tone of the Star Wars Let movie. Let him do whatever he wants. That's I think he's he has great. Gained, I think he's he has great. earned, he has earned my, my respect and trust after seeing Thor Ragnarok and, and thinking that exact same thing. Like the guy who did what we do in the shadows is doing a Thor movie and then with Jojo Rabbit um with with now he's doing another Thor movie like he let him do whatever he wants I would be excited to see him take on Star Wars and I'm saying this because he's proven he has a proven track record of success Todd Phillips directed the old school movie and then did this bad Joker movie that I don't like so is that really his career trajectory do you, want, do you want me to read Todd Phillips directing stuff? I'll read them to you. You will be shocked. Do you want me to read them to you? I'm Cherry reading to you right pick now. them. Cherry pick I, the good ones. There aren't that many. Um, the Hangover. The Hangover Part 2. The Hangover Part 3. Old School Due Date. Weird. And then Joker. Weird. And now the second Joker movie that does have a title now. Um, yeah, it's the French one. Yes, uh, was it Foley Adu? Adu? It means like mm-hmm. um, mental yeah. illness shared by two people in a close association. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. So okay, again, makes sense. Harley Quinn and the Joker may be sharing their the same like sense of everything turning into a musical well, like, is they, that what it is like i mean i still like they kind of have a shared madness like harley quinn and joker yes. kind of are similar that codependent right? mutually yes. feeds into each other i and think the like, clown thing i'm all for that right like i think like sure. when you describe it that way you're like yeah that's a great plot and somehow they put on a musical at arkham asylum like okay but like just again, we come back to the tonal aspects of things. Like, why, why this is this? It comes down to the the uh, the the number one problem of new media 
why can we not just write new stories? Why do we have to mine <laughs> yeah. old IP to you don't that, you know what I mean? Like you didn't really need to make the jo- Todd Phillips Joker to begin with. No. And you certainly don't now need to reinvent the whole thing so that you can have Lady Gaga star in a Joker musical. Why not just write a new story? You know, and they with- said from the beginning. From the beginning, this is a one-off. Right. And all it proves is that the second thing is all about the money. Yeah, money walks. I don't, I don't mind that. We've talked about it before. Make your money. I don't mind it. I don't mind you making decisions just to make money, but be transparent about it. Don't hold your high hand above everyone else and say, hi, I'm Todd Phillips. I'm an artiste now. I'm going to do this movie that I've always wanted to do. I'm going to have it as a one-off movie. I came off of all these comedies. I'm not going to do a sequel. It's just going to be this one thing. You like it, you don't like it. Leave it at that. But then, oh, they offered me a lot of money and it did well. So here's here's more money. So I'm and I'm just gonna and I'm just gonna screw with you now and make it. This is what I like. I really think, and I know that it's at the end of the day, it's just a movie, but it is. To me, like everything in society, it's a lens to how things are going. It is. Everything in life, the way industries are run, movies, books, television, the things that we produce are symptomatic of whatever's going on, right? Like it's just, it's usually a reflection of the time. And to me, these are people who are my age or a little bit older, but more or less my age, who like, I just think about the people I went to school with, Taylor. I think about them. And I'm like, any of these people making a movie, this is what they would do. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're just me, I see it almost like differently in that like Todd Phillips is like it's a symptom of internet culture where everything is like about trolling and everything is about memes. Like the Morbius thing, right? Like everyone ripped on Morbius so hard, but the studios thought that meant people liked it, so they brought it back to the theaters. So well, like, the studios are not being run by so smart like, people, Taylor. Like so I think like, we know that. This feels like Todd Phillips or whoever is just like, well, they want a second one. Let's make a meme version of the movie. Like it's just so weird. I like, I, I wish I could have been a fly in the wall in that executive boardroom where they pitched this. And the execs were like, yeah, go for it. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems to me like this is like, this is what happens when you get like a bunch of like people who are so enmeshed in the internet culture, but also don't think anything, um, everything's sarcastic. You know what I mean? Like nothing. And so they're spitting ideas around. Well, what if we, what if Lady Gaga's in our movie? Oh, you know, it'd be funny if it was a musical. That's what it feels like when you read the headlines. But I don't know, maybe Todd Phillips is being genuine, but like, it feels like a prank. So, so, so we'll I mean, see. okay. So the thing is, is that this movie won, I'm gonna, let's take a look at the Joker. Joker came out in 2019, just before the pandemic, right? Year before the pandemic, won two Oscars. Um, in terms of its box office, like it was estimated, estimated that it had a budget of about 55 million, which is pretty small for, for a movie these days. And it's gross worldwide was just over a billion dollars. So it was a cash cow wise, studio wise, make a second one. No brainer like that. Of course it made a lot of money, 
we can make a second one. We can convince the artiste to come back by giving him piles of money because he has no morals. So no problem. But from that point forward, it stops making sense. Because if you had a movie that was very successful, you're going to look at that and be like, what made this movie successful? Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. I don't think anyone, even people who didn't like the movie, disagrees with you, Taylor, I, that he was a great Joker and that he is an excellent actor. Like he's a draw. People will go because they know Joaquin Phoenix is going to give a great performance. Then from that point forward, they're just like, okay, well, obviously people didn't like the tone, I guess. And obviously people didn't like the time it was set in. And obviously people like musical theater and like Lady Gaga. So let's throw them in there. It just doesn't make any sense. Like That's, someone, you'd think someone would be sitting at the table being like, um, but the movie did really, really well without it being a musical. Shouldn't we just work off the same tone if you're so interested in that tone as a director? And if this is the way you see this character, shouldn't we just evolve the character and push things forward and setting it inside the asylum? No problem. Wouldn't you agree, Taylor, that this, at least this actor, the director's style would work in Arkham Asylum? Yeah, like, I think you could still... I don't think the tone of the movie was the problem. I just think it was a poorly <laughs> written script. <laughs> yes, think, yeah. Like, yeah, with some weird directing choices. Yeah, like, like with some weird choices. Aesthetically, I was like... And again, like, in terms of Joaquin's acting, like, I was, like, all there for it. Like, you know, like, definitely, like, that gritty 70s vibe, 100% I'm behind. But, like... The story was where I was like, oh, like this is this is what you're doing? Like, what? Like, this is a direct taxi driver ripoff? Like, that's the origin story we're getting. And and like, what would you think then if Taxi Driver had a sequel and it was a musical? Yeah, like I think it's stupid. That's like I just don't understand. That's why I feel like um it has to be a meme. Like it can't be real life that this is gonna be the movie. I don't know. I wonder if one person like it was a rumor and then all of the news agencies picked it up and now is running it as more than a rumor. But like, Mike, we're just gonna have to see because um it's just cocoa bananas. Like, it's just like, it's I just... hope so. I want, I, I mean, as I said, we're talking about stranger things next week and the week after, cause we're excited for, for the kind of end of this season. So we're going to devote the next two episodes. I hope three weeks from now, when we're back to just talking about whatever movie comes out, we hear the news that that was just a rumor and is false. Yeah. Or but like you think an actor, to deny it. an actor said it just to like, you know, yeah throw them off the scent or whatever for what they've had a week to deny it and they haven't which normally is it means that it that's true and this is what it is um i just i just don't think i can see it working no matter what you do with it because i i can think of one movie that was a successful movie based on a musical and that's chicago like that's the one that i can think of but it was like, a well, standalone movie it was it, and didn't, it was a standalone movie. it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't the sequel of something yeah um it's the only one i can think of and then every time a tv show does a musical episode it's always like a, a parody like it's a joke it's funny it's fun it's whimsical it's whatever it's not it doesn't fit in this world like even the buffy musical like it's corny. I was, yeah, like it's so corny because because 
the person who created that understands what a musical is. So is able to make it translate well. And the decision they made right with Chicago was every musical number is going to take place on the stage. We're going to almost like intercut the real life grittiness with the stage. And even then the entire movie felt the sort of like whimsy, magical thing. I don't, I just don't see how it's going to work. And yeah, the way you're describing it is the way I do it. If someone came to me and was like, this is the problem we have, you have to solve it. How do we make this a musical? It would be to put them in the insane asylum and have everything happen inside both of their heads. And every time a problem happens in the asylum, they try to solve it, but with a musical number, like that's how I do it. But even then, I don't even know if that's going to be good. It's just the only way to do it. The only thing that's comparable for me, this will be my last point, is um, in American Horror Story, I think it's happened a number of times, but at at least once, there has been a musical number during an episode. And it's, I'm thinking specifically of the second season, season, sorry, um, American Horror Story, funnily enough, Asylum. Um, and Jessica Chastain's character breaks out into song and they do like a full on musical number. Um, but again, she has, I think, become crazy at this point or like has kind of, um, because that, that's a very complicated, the seasons are always complicated, but at one point, I think, I think they falsely, uh, put her in the insane asylum. I, I can't remember, but anyways. Tonally, that's the only thing that I can compare this to. But American Horror Story from the get go out the gate has all been about has always been about camp. So it always in that universe, a random, totally off the wall musical number makes sense in that universe. Right. The campiness helps with that. Yes. So I just don't like unless it's a complete 180. And I think, like, the people who liked the first one are going to hate if this is, like, a camp movie. And the people who liked the camp probably didn't like the first one. So, again, like, from, like, a Mm. money-making standpoint, it doesn't – It's a different audience. You're making a movie for a completely different audience. For sure. Yeah, I would imagine that the – yeah, the people who liked – the, the first Joker movie are probably going to be hard to sell on that. Right. Especially if the tone has to shift. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> well, there, stay there tuned. You stay tuned. Stay tuned. That will be, that will be an interesting thing. Um, yeah. We, we're going to, we're going to spend a little bit of time reviewing the, the two movies that we, uh, we did see this week. Uh, Taylor, you saw the Bob's Burgers movie and I, and I finally saw a Top Gun Maverick. Um, so do you, do you want to start? Yeah, but just before I jump in, Mike, are there other fan questions? Uh, there are not other fan questions okay. uh, for this okay. week. It was just uh, oh, maybe I should double check that actually. Now the universe knew and left room for the joke. Well, I mean, Josh also did ask uh, what my problem is with Top Gun, which I'll explain. Yeah, you'll and get then into does it. Does the Bob's Burgers movie uh, do the show justice? It's kind of his question, which I assume you'll get into. But then he sort of. He asked those questions, but then quickly followed up with all this Joker stuff. Right. So right. I have a feeling he wrote questions in and then went, oh, wow, this news. I'm going to write about this and sent that in. So, Okay, fair enough. So without further ado, I saw the Bob Burgers movies. 
movie. And I saw it at the screening room. So um, for our local listeners, uh, please head out to our local theater and have a watch. Um, I was kind of surprised this one came to the screening room, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, But it is the synopsis on their website. They do a really good job of providing brief synopses for their movies. And um, they did describe it as a cult favorite TV show. So I'm like, oh, in Mm -hmm. that sense, that makes that that makes sense to me. Um, Wendy always knows what she's doing when she selects movies. So I'm not passing judgment on her movie selections. But um, so I, I for a long time was a fan of Bob's Burgers, which for those who have not seen it, it is an animated television show. I would describe it as adult animation. So um, it typically plays, it would be like an evening cartoon. Like this isn't like for your kids, but it is, I would say, more wholesome than The Simpsons, if that makes sense. So like you could probably watch it with your family, but it's not like a kid's cartoon. It is an, an adult cartoon. I followed it for quite some time and then, um, fell off the last couple seasons. Like I haven't watched it in a couple years, but uh, when I was watching it, I really enjoyed the TV show was one of my favorites. So I thought, why not go see the movie? And um, I didn't want anything too uh, difficult to watch. Let's say, you know, I wanted an easy viewing experience uh, this past weekend. Nothing too long, nothing too stressful, dramatic. And that is exactly what this movie is. (laughs) An hour 40, um, and it has a very easy, breezy plot. Um, For those who are unfamiliar with the show, um, it's a family, the Belcher family. They own a burger restaurant, which is always on the brink of bankruptcy, pretty much. So most of the shenanigans are about um, keeping the restaurant open, but then also um, all of the family members kind of have their own kind of subplots. So... um, it's kind of and speaking of Mike, this movie had musical numbers. Um, I actually was gonna ask you about that. Not that I had heard that there was, but often when these animated movies finally like South Park Simpsons, yeah, those finally get a movie, they often do incorporate music in some capacity. And they did. So I was just wondering, okay, yeah. And again, it's for people who haven't seen the show, the show is very silly. Like it does not take itself seriously. It's pretty wholesome in the family dynamics like um the characters are pretty lovable they do do morally ambiguous things sometimes but at the end of the day you really are rooting for the family and there was maybe i want to say three or four songs but they didn't feel out of place you know this is an animated movie like you can do whatever you want in animation so it wasn't too weird and the characters are singing. So, like, they're not supposed to be, like, an amazing singers to begin with. Right. Yeah. It is. It's just cute. So, um, the question is, would this movie appeal to people who have not seen the TV show? Right? Um, it's a tricky question because I've seen so many episodes and I know the characters so well. For me, it was, like... You know, starting up a conversation with a friend you haven't talked to in a really long time. You're like, okay, yep, still hitting the same beats. The characters are still the same characters. And so I really enjoyed the movie. Again, I thought it was pretty easy breezy. I laughed out loud a couple times. Like I had a smile on my face. But for people who don't 
know the characters as well as someone who's seen the show, I don't know if it would be like a movie you would run out to see. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know the characters well enough to be invested in these stories. I think they did enough work to set it up that if you had never seen the show, you would know what's going on. Like, there would be no questions. Like, but little things like, you know, Tina's crush on Jimmy Jr., which is like a major plot point in the TV show. If you haven't seen the TV show, you'd be like, why does she, like, aside from it, like, oh, she has a crush on that boy. But, like, it's a major plot point in the TV show, right? right? right. Um, the uh, Gene, the brother, wants to be a musician. That's the major, that's a plot point in the movie. Again, major plot point in the TV show. So I don't know if people would feel as invested in the story if you didn't have all of that background with the characters. Or um, the best example would be their friend. Oh, and I forget his name. He's the one who comes in. He's like their only only customer. And he's like obsessed with the family and they all kind of just put up with him. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't have all of that background if you're just watching the movie. <laughs> right? right? Right. So yeah. um and like, there's a lot of like Easter eggs, like um, the 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 raccoon that um, <laughs> there's a, r- a raccoon that's in the TV show a lot. Um, I think his name is King Baby Trash Mouth. I think is his name. He makes an appearance in the movie. Um, so all in all, I would say for me, even as a fan of the show, this was a stream it. It's not. It's like the Simpsons movie. Like, would you recommend someone run out to see the Simpsons movie? probably not, unless, not yeah like not unless you were a really hardcore fan i guess yeah like i think <laughs> like um this is a very sweet movie it's worth putting on especially if you're a fan of the show but like i don't think you need to run out to see it i think it's you know put it on like a weeknight um put it on like in the afternoon on a, a weekend but you mm-hmm. don't need to run out to the theaters And for those who are uninitiated, I say it's worth a try. But like, quite frankly, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, like, Bob Burgers is pretty zany, too. Like, if you're not into adult animation, and if you're not into like, silly, zany comedy, this probably isn't for you. But um, Mm. I think it's it's worth trying out the TV show. That would probably be Mike, that would be my suggestion. If you've never seen any of the TV show, Watch one or two episodes, see if you like the vibe, and then try it. You could try the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wouldn't ruin anything for you. Like, it wouldn't be any, like, plot, like, spoilers or anything. But probably give the TV show a try before you commit to an hour 40. Because adult animation isn't for everyone. As we learned yeah. from our animation special. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so what about Top go. Gun? Well... Yeah, Top Gun. So to be clear, um, I don't have a problem with Top Gun. That's not my issue. My, I, the reason why I didn't want to see it was I enjoyed the first Top Gun movie, but not to the same level as I guess other people did. I just thought it was like, oh, it's kind of like a fun but very 80s movie. It's like a big Very, deal, very like. of that time. Apparently, um, because it... <laughs> The thing I was afraid of going into this movie was it was just a nostalgia thing. Like the right. 80s are over. So unless you're setting your movie in your 80s, which you're not, this movie is present time because everyone's aged. So that the movie, like Tom Cruise is, is not in the 80s anymore. So this is like present time. 
Um, so, so he's my like biggest, in his fifties. Yeah, he's like in his fifties, like Tom Cruise is, and. I, I guess my fear was it was going to feel like an 80s movie, but now right. for some reason, just for nostalgia. And strangely enough, it actually didn't do that. It, it was it surprised me how much of an actual standalone movie it was. Um, the, the kind of general premise is that Tom Cruise, who plays Maverick, is, is recalled back to the Top Gun school, which is the school for um, for very like, Fighter pilots. pilots. Yeah. And, and like the best of the best, the best that like the, the, Top Navy, gun. the air force, everyone has to offer. It's the absolute best. And the, 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 um, those who are participants just call it top gun. It has a real name, but top gun is like the, you know, like the slang name for it. They're just like, Oh, it's called top gun. Um, he gets recalled back because there's this very important mission that needs to happen. And they want him to teach these younger kids how to to accomplish this mission and there's actual kind of stakes to it because it's a real life thing that they're trying to stop they're trying to prevent something from happening they need to fly in and do something and he's basically here to to teach them um only once or twice did the movie kind of default to nostalgia like there at the beginning i was a little worried when like danger zone started to play which is like a very 80s movie so i was a little worried about that well the danger zone was written for the original top gun it was the theme song Um, it's the theme song from that when movies still had theme songs (laughs) and it was very like it's very 80s sounding oh yeah so there was that and there was a few other instances where characters were doing something that i thought wouldn't make sense so for example if people have seen, I won't like ruin everything that happens in the movie, but if people have seen the first Top Gun movie, they, they know the character Goose and Goose's son is in this play by Miles Teller. And there's this scene that happens in the original Top Gun where Goose plays the piano and they sing, um, uh, what's the song called? You uh, lost that love and feeling. They yeah. do do that. Yes. That, but not that, um, uh, the goodness gracious, great balls oh, of fire. Yeah. That one. Right. So th- so he like just fools around and plays that. So his son does the same thing. And all I was thinking was, I don't think you would go to a bar and play the piano and play the same song that your dad did. Like, I just don't think you generally listen to the same music. Who died even. before. He, Spoiler well, he alert. Was, but he, he died when he was very young. Yeah. He was like, alive. He was like But two. he was very, very, very young. He was like two. Um, so, so you were worried I, it was going to be a bunch of callbacks, like the whole yes, movie, which is going to yeah, be callbacks and, and callbacks of, like callbacks are fine if they make sense. Like there's callbacks in this movie that make sense. So yes, spoilers in the first Top Gun movie, Goose dies, but like, you should know that by now this came out in the eighties. So in this, this movie is a lot about that relationship between Maverick and Goose's son and the blame that, that his son feels towards Maverick. Like that, that he let the death is happen. a big part. Yes, and and because they, they were you know they were co-pilots, so it it, it kind of makes sense. That's what ends up happening. Um, but there are callbacks, like you know, there's pictures from the original movie, like on Maverick's wall of him and Goose. Okay, fine. Yes, of course, Maverick probably has some memorabilia from that time. He remembers this and that. Like, sure, absolutely. There are certain things that make sense. This movie just didn't do what I thought it was going to do, which was here's a bunch of callbacks for the sake of callbacks. Just remember the things. This is like a pretty 
well thought out movie. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's because with the long gap between the first one, they really could get it right. Or like we know for, for all his many faults, Tom Cruise never, ever skips out on his performances. He doesn't movie. phone it in. No, he, he's always there. He's always present. He does an excellent job in this movie. And I think he cares so much. He probably wasn't going to let this movie get made without it being worth it without it making a lot of sense, without it kind of going through and making sure that it kind of earns these things. And the movie does do that. Like I was, I was pleasantly surprised it, the, the, it was a really well-balanced movie. The action was great. It had a great amount of comedy. Um, it had a lot of human character moments. The callbacks that they did do all served the plot and kind of made sense. Um, there were only only a few moments where things happen where I'm like, what is happening here? Like again, in the original movie, very 80s movie, they they play this very famous game of beach, beach volleyball um, where they're all kind of like jumping around with their shirts off and like playing volleyball. You can say it, Mike. It's homoerotic. That's why it's famous. But it's also, it was very 80s though. Like if you watch any 80s movies, this this type of stuff was in it all the time. Like this was very reminiscent, especially of the action genre in, in the eighties. And they did it in this movie, which is what doesn't like, it just, it's just not something that is usually done now. So that type of thing was a little weird. Like, except instead of volleyball, they, they play football, which I don't know if that really changes it. It was kind of like football half in the water. So I don't know. I guess it made like a little more sense, but it was very strange. Like it was, it was, it was also a little out of place, but they tried to be like, no, it's about teamwork. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it is. Team but, building. But again, they, those, those moments were very few and far between. Aside from that, it was like, this had way more heart than I thought it was going to. Like it was, Taylor, this movie was essentially like a character struggle between Maverick and Goose's son, who his call name is Rooster. Um, and it's like, it's kind of the two of them going toe to toe a lot. And like this resentment that he feels and, and Maverick still dealing with all the memories coming back because now he's back at Top Gun for the first time since this accident happened. He's all these memories are coming back and all these feelings of doubt are coming back and all these like things that changed him as a character in the first movie are starting to come back to him now. And it, it was surprisingly deep. So I, I was definitely pleasantly surprised by it. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Tom Cruise was great. Like the whole cast was very good. Um, they, they, everyone they brought in, all the new people were really good. It was very, you know, if you like Top Gun, I think you're going to love this movie. But even if you don't like Top Gun, it was actually still a pretty just fun action movie. Definitely one of the better summer movies I've seen so far. Like I know like when it comes people, to summer blockbusters, one of the top ones, definitely. I know people who like want to go back for a second time in theaters. Yeah, I, I think like, that's how much this, people, you have to see it in theaters. That's yeah. how much people like it. Like, um, yeah. I know one person who saw it like in the regular theater, and he was like, mm -hmm. "I need to go back to the one where like the seats move with like the vibration and stuff." Well, I, the, the, the one thing. The, the, the jets the, yeah the airplanes right <laughs> that's what it's all about that's the, that's the thing that the first movie just couldn't do i think well like there's a bit of action in, in the 80s movie but you know the technology wasn't quite the same so they couldn't do everything that they can do in this one so that that is one of the reasons why like you're thinking why now why is this movie being made now 
that's one of the reasons they've talked about. Like the technology finally caught up to what we want to be able to do to show a more immersive experience. Um, so I, again, I get it. I get why they would go that route and I understand why they would kind of do it now in that sense. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to give this movie a see it. Um, uh, to be clear, I never had a problem with Top Gun. I, I liked the first movie. You were movie. just I worried. Just, yeah, I was just worried that it was, you know, the first Top Gun movie was fine. But it, again, it's a very 80s movie. It's like, you can't, like, you, you, I'm sorry, you can't have The Breakfast Club again. Like, you can't have Footloose again. Like, you can't have the, like, this was of a time where these movies made sense and worked within the time period that they were coming out. You, you have to do things that make more sense now and that work now and this was one of the rare times that they did a fantastic job of making it work like i don't think you can have back to the future again like i don't think you can have ghostbusters again you can't have these things this is the closest one the first movie i've really seen from the 80s or 70s or kind of like the kind of remake era of the 80s because everyone just loved the 80s that has worked because it just made its own story and call back only when it was kind of necessary for the plot, with the exception of one or two little things. But you can kind of get past that. Well, Mike, you're not alone. As of Sunday, um, the global box office closed at $900 million for this movie. Yeah, And Forbes says it's on track to make over a billion because it's only making it to the... Asian markets now. Yeah. And this is, this is what they, in the industry, they, they call this a movie with legs because it's, it's getting such good reception that it's going to continue to attract the, that kind of repeat viewing. It's what Marvel movies do and why they make so much money is people go back multiple times. Um, and this is a movie that has, has those legs. I would hope Taylor that people get the right thing out of why this worked. That if you put a very good movie together that is clear, concise, has a good plot, well-written, people will good acting. flock to it. Good acting. It's not just about the nostalgia. Like, let's just not, okay, Top Gun works, let's remake every movie. No, look at why it worked and what people liked about it. Um, it's, it's this movie, like, what gives me hope is this movie... Um, everything everywhere all at once which is like an original concept but is good good movies do well bad movies don't do well right like jurassic park not doing what they wanted it to because it's a bad movie or sorry jurassic world i should say it's a bad movie so that's why it's not doing well so make good movies and then it won't matter what it is i will go see the joker 2 a musical folly or whatever if it's a good movie, and then I won't be mad. Well, Mike, if you're it's gonna, good, you're gonna see it regardless, and you probably will be mad. But that's all part of the show, isn't it? I don't know. Should I see it? Like I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. All I will, uh, I will take the responsibility for single handedly reviewing Joker Two, the musical. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I. Uh... 
Time will tell. I don't know. Time I don't. I, I like. I just. I'm. I'm hesitant because I know our fans will want us to see it. Yeah, of course, Mike. Um, we're probably running out of time. You're normally the one to be our scorekeeper. But yes, did we're you? Almost out of time. Did you say if your movie was a see it or a stream it? It's certainly oh, yes, it's not it's, a skip it. No, it's a see it. Um, I'm. I'm giving Top Gun Maverick a see it. Um, I do think it's also worth seeing in theaters because they did do a very good job at the practical effects and the the immersive in the plane experience, it is quite worthwhile. I'll, I'll give them that. I, I thought it was very well done. So I'm, I'm despite some problems, I'm going to give it a see it. Okay, great. And uh, so with our couple last minutes, Mike, do you just want to remind everyone about what we're doing in the next two weeks? Yeah, we only have about a, a minute left. So we'll just quick reminder that next week's episode is about Stranger Things uh, four chapters, five, six, and seven, right? Like it's episodes yeah. five, six, and yep. seven, I think. Yep. Still, yeah. So that's what we're going to review. We're just going to focus on those three. Cause we only talked about the first four. So we'll talk about the chapters five, six, and seven next week. And then the week after, um, it's, it's the, the final two episodes of season four or stranger things Four. um, we will be reviewing those episodes the, the week after. So the next two weeks is all two weeks are all about Stranger Things. We've got three episodes to review next week, and then the all new ones the week after. So in advance, spoiler warnings. Um, most of you will have seen Stranger most of those Stranger Things episodes by next week, so I'm not too worried about that. But July first is when the final two episodes come out, and our episode is on I think the fourth. So definitely try to see it that first weekend because we're going to be talking about it full spoilers, spoilers ahead for two weeks right in your fan theories and writing your fan theories and thoughts um but otherwise that's it for us this week we'll see you for some fun stranger things talk for the next two weeks go see some movies thank you for listening to the screening in kingston podcast recorded at cfrc at queen's university in kingston ontario queen's university sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.